so I might be a little um stupid because I literally was talking into the microphone twice not once but twice and wasn't recording so love that um anyways hey um um, my name is Jada and this is my podcast um I don't really have a set introduction yet so hopefully that will get a little bit smoother oh first rule should be to turn off your phone anyway or turn your sound off of your phone anyways um sorry about that anyways um so yeah my name is Jada and this is my podcast the lukewarm um I bet you're kind of one you're probably curious about the name and where it comes from or where it came from um so I have been kind of going through this season in my faith where I'm not really motivated to like do anything (laughs) really um I'm not motivated to worship even though like I am a worship leader I'm not motivated to read my bible I'm not motivated to watch the Sunday services online I'm not motivated to do anything at this point and so I kind of feel my I guess you could say passion kind of dwindling and um like I find myself spending so much time on um on TikTok or on Instagram and not dedicating literally any time to God and to furthering my relationship with him so I don't know if you would necessarily categorize that as a lukewarm Christian but you know Um, (laughs) anyways um i'm hoping that this podcast will kind of um spark a community or um you know a conversation about um different stages and different levels you can be on with your faith if that makes sense yeah i think that the like misconception that there's a misconception that like all christians have their life together and like everything's just perfect and kumbaya but like that's not true (laughs) Um, a lot of people go through different stages and different seasons and um yeah i just would i just want to use this as a place to kind of talk about my own experience and i know that there are other people that feel the same way so because i I, like i often feel like oh i'm the only one who feels this way when it's quite the contrary so um yeah um So I just want to kind of get right into it. I want to talk about Black Lives Matter on this episode because I feel like that is the most um, important thing to be talking. Maybe not the most important thing, but it is something that needs to be talked about, not just in the church community, but in society in general. Um, So let's 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 do a little rewind and explain the situation at hand. Um, So in what was it june um june july no april june maybe april or june i can't remember exactly what month it was i think it was june i want to say it was june um there was a man by the name of george floyd and he was murdered by police officers in oh what's the i don't want to say memphis i'm so bad at names of states and cities but he was murdered by police basically and the story was there was like multiple stories out there of what happened but some people said that he that the he went to a grocery store or something and he went to a grocery store and like gave a fake 20 or they thought it was a fake 20 and then some people said that he gave a back check so either way there was something apparent uh, supposedly fraudulent with his 
how he was trying to pay and um he was arrested and um one of the police officers had his knee on George Floyd's neck for I think it was like nine minutes something crazy like that and while this is happening George Floyd is saying that he can't breathe he's crying out he's saying he's asking for help he's calling out to his mom who had been a who had apparently been dead for two years already he's crying out mama and that was just very heartbreaking but um yeah so he was murdered he died and um when the video came out uh, so many people were outraged rightfully so and protests sparked and there have been protests before with Black Lives Matter because Black Lives Matter is not a new concept. It's not a new thing. It's not a new organization. I th- want to say it started in 2016 with Trayvon Martin um, and his death. Um, but yeah, it's not a new thing. So new protests sparked. The conversation of Black Lives Matter started again. And yeah, there are protests all throughout that city where it happened. And then it it just started to um scatter across america and eventually across the world there were places like brazil and london and um australia and new zealand that were having their own anti-police brutality black lives matter um protests and it's it was that was super interesting to see actually is to see like places all over the world even like places that are relatively quote-unquote white um having protests i thought that was super interesting and it just proves the point that like police brutality is not it's not something that people are just making up you know what i mean it's a real thing um so yeah the protests all over the country these protests have been happening in portland specifically but all over america these protests have not stopped and it is august about to be september right yeah it's august 28th and these protests have not stopped and it's inspiring to an extent like seeing that like there are people out there who are genuinely willing to risk their livelihood and their comfort and how comfortable they are in their lives for this movement and then it's also so disheartening because why has there not been actual change yet i feel like everyone's waiting for november but like the way i see it (laughs) i feel like people say this every year but we are literally have the decision between um the two the lesser of two evils i think that's how you say that where like you have biden who a little weird a little slow a little old whatever whatever he did he did some he did make some uh relatively racist decisions in the past and supporting certain bills and then donald trump we're not that's self-explanatory i'm not even gonna go into how he could be seen as racist but there hasn't really been really no legislative change since these protests have started they've been going on for months and at first it was the protests were relatively normal i guess you could, i don't I, I don't know if that's the right word but um they were peaceful for the most part then you started seeing these videos of tear gas and mallets and rubber bullets being shot at these essentially unarmed mostly unarmed protesters who are just you know using who are just using their right to protest you know and then you start seeing videos of looting and breaking um windows and malls and businesses which i don't i don't condone i don't agree with but for the most part 
people who were looting were not a part of black lives matter and black lives matter has multiple times has come out and spoken out against these looters and these people who are damaging property and then we also saw multiple videos of white people who were not a part of black lives matter not that there's not white people part of black lives matter but white people who were who just weren't a part of black lives matter who were following the protesters and looting after the protesters had already left that area and i saw multiple videos of this and it's crazy because like the media didn't talk about that the media on both sides in my opinion um, marketed these protests as dangerous and violence and da 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 first of all as if um, america isn't built off of violence first of all (laughs) let's talk about that (laughs) like america isn't built off of straight up violence like um like american settlers didn't come over here and slaughter millions of indigenous people rape their children and take and try to strip away their cultures and then years and years later put them on little spots of their own land and dictate what they can and can't do let's you know what i mean like it's it's crazy how people act like america isn't violent it's crazy how people act like america doesn't spend the most money on their military out of every other country not maybe not every other country but up there definitely top three of how much we spend on our military compared to how compared to how much we spend on healthcare or education and things that you know people actually need um (laughs) so yeah i think that's very funny but they were marketing these protests as violent and um a lot of people were saying that these protests aren't gonna do anything and um i'm not too sure what came of what's come of them to be honest i think that there has i think the biggest thing is there's been a conversation that started which i think is super dope um i'm i've always been someone that advocated for having conversations about things like this and being open regardless of where you are on the political spectrum being open to having a conversation and um and trying to understand the other side you know i've always advocated for that um and I love that. For an example, um, me and my friend Jade, shout out to Jade. Um, earlier in the protests, we did a live on our Instagram or on my Instagram and we went live and we answered questions. We talked about Black Lives Matter as from the perspective of two black women. Um, we talked about Black Lives Matter and what that means. And it was super cool to see the support that we got from our friends and um people who went to our church and people who we know through social media um one thing that i thought was really cool is there was this one person named marissa and she was a leader at a church that i used to go to and she's white and she was asking these really good questions about how can white people have these conversations about racism and about black lives matter without coming off as ignorant or without coming off as um inappropriate and i love that because that is exactly what we need we need to have these conversations and we need to have white people and people of color being open to asking questions and answering them so it was really cool to see that but that but that passion that so many people had about black lives matter dwindled so much um i know for me when it when black lives matter first when the protests first started i was posting if you watch my story you probably know sorry my brother's really loud i don't know if you can hear him um but if you watch my story you probably remember me posting at times hundreds of stories of video evidence of police brutality during these protests how police officers were covering up their badge numbers and um 
but all these pretty much illegal things that police officers are doing video evidence of um police officers being racist like in la when they were on their speakers they were on their police radio and one of the police officers was basically just like shoot these niggers and I, you know what i mean like just showing all these this video evidence that what the media is portraying of these protests is not the whole story and i kind of stopped doing that partly because um i stopped seeing those videos really and then partly because like i kind of got like unmotivated about it because this is something i'm very passionate about but i wasn't seeing any change i wasn't seeing any change and it became hard to watch those videos and see these people get attacked by the, the police officers who were supposed to be defending us um but i am someone who you know I did embroider a cab on my jeans um, and I will I have been wearing those publicly um, and okay so let's explain a cab since I mentioned that let's let's talk about that so a cab basically a cab stands for all oh I just hit the mic sorry if you heard that all cops are bastards not all cops are bad a lot of people think that a cab means all cops are bad no that's not what a cab means a cab means all cops are bastards and basically what that what that means is that all cops um they what's the word i can't even remember the word basically they all work for an institution that is inherently racist and there's been conversation about what that means and like oh no not no the police department isn't racist. the justice system itself is racist sorry to be the one to break it to you the historical background of how police started is racist so there's like different like um there's like different stories of how police started but after the um after slaves were freed um there were so okay actually before slaves were freed there were these people who the slave owners would hire these white men to go catch the slaves who had ran away and they were called slave catchers essentially and they would kill or beat these slaves before they brought them back or they would kill them right and when slavery was abolished um those that same symbol that they used for the slave catchers which was the star is what they now is what they use for sheriffs and what they use in other they don't use them in california in california they have shields but is what they use for police badges and i know that that i know that that seems like a reach i'm um, i'll admit it it sounds like a reach but it's stuff like that it's little stuff that's ingrained into institutions that is racist and people and it's not just white people but a lot of people don't get like don't understand the experiences that black people are talking about like little stuff like walking around in a grocery store and being followed that happens to me all of the time and i remember i was i went to 7-eleven with my grandma and i went in and the guy like i went down all the aisles because i was looking for something and i they didn't have it and i went down all the aisles to make sure and then i went and i went down them again just to make sure and this guy is like following me with his head throughout the store which i'm not tripping about whatever i get the other thing that i needed i pay for it i leave i get in the car and i'm like that guy was following me with his it was basically watching me throughout the whole store my grandma's like you say that a lot yes i say that a lot because it happens a lot what do you <laughs> i like it's stuff my grandma's white by the way so like 
it's stuff like that that she doesn't understand and that other white people and even other people of color who haven't had these experiences don't understand and they cancel out and demean the experiences of people of color when we say that these things happen because i know i'm not the only one who gets followed around in stores i have never and would never steal anything from a store because if i did i knew my mom would beat me <laughs> you know what i mean so it's an i've never stolen anything from a store and i wouldn't i wouldn't do that so all throughout my life i all throughout my life even when i was younger like there another example is um me and my mom went to a beauty supply store and the guy who owned it me and my mom went we walked in but went down two different aisles and the aisle i went down he kind of followed me down that aisle then he wasn't right behind me but he followed me and i felt like he was fixing stuff and i noticed so i went down another aisle that he did the same thing and then i went down the aisle my mom was on and he did the same thing and my mom noticed and she got automatically upset and she and i and we were about to buy stuff and my mom was like put it back we're leaving and i thought i was in trouble i was like what did i do <laughs> and we get in the car and i was like what why did you have me put that back and she was like because that man was following you and i was like yeah i know and i remember her being so upset but to me that's normal at this point you know what i mean like i want to say i was in middle school when that happened so stuff like that is normal to me at this point and a lot of black kids have that same reaction it's normal to be to be looked at as a criminal not a criminal but it's it's normal to be looked at differently at this point in my life you know what i mean and a lot of black people have that same experience and i don't want to take away the experiences of um other people of color like asian people also have a lot of racism that people love to like not talk about like people love to not talk about the racism done against asian people and there's also racism obviously against latina people and people love to not talk about that either you know what i mean but never should we compare oppression people of color stop comparing oppression that is so annoying it's so annoying because we we're all in this together okay racism affects all of us your racism is not worse than mine my racism is not worse than yours racism is racism and it's all bad and we need to get rid of it all you know what i mean like comparing it doesn't <laughs> doesn't help the fact it's just it, it it just splits us up even more you know what i mean as people of color we need to stand and band together rather than trying to compare who has it worse in this country you know what i mean because we all it's, it's not perfect for anybody and that should be changed you know but um yeah so i feel like i kind of went on a tangent but um with so where are we now so now let's talk about what happened recently there was a man by the name of jacob blake and he was shot seven times in the back he wasn't killed but he was shot seven times in the back and um in the video there's like a bunch of mixed stories the first story i heard was that he there was a fight between two white women and the police were called and somehow the police's attention got on him um but apparently he was what i'm reading right now is he was a, he was he had warrants out for his arrest he had sexual assault um cases against him other stuff whatever right he had a criminal history and he was confronted by i want to say two or three police officers and then he was basically walking away and he was going into his car and he was shot seven times in the back and his i think he had like three kids in the car while this happened 
um i'm reading now that he so he was in custody he was in the hospital and he's been released from um custody so he's still in hospital but he doesn't have handcuffs on him anymore and he's been paralyzed from the waist down he's been paralyzed luckily he didn't die i think thank god he didn't die but he's been paralyzed and some people are saying that he had a knife in the video because in the video it does look like he's holding something but witnesses who were actually there are reporting that he didn't have a knife and um cops in the video were yelling put down the knife but people around the situation said that he didn't have a knife so the reason i bring this up is because this is the this is another name on the list of people that black lives matter is fighting for along with brianna taylor along with elijah i can't remember his last name along with um the two people who were recently murdered in Ke- in kenosha by that wh- by that 17 year old they're so so, so it's just another name on the list and it's crazy that in the midst of these protests another black man is nearly murdered by police officers he was shot seven times in the back they did taser him but it didn't apparently didn't give he didn't you know he didn't stop obviously and he was walking away so they shot this man seven times in the back and it blows my mind that people are justifying this oh he had a criminal record you having a criminal criminal sorry criminal record does not justify you being shot seven times in the back and being paralyzed that that's you having criminal record is not a justification for that um the other situation that happened super recently i think happened like two three days ago this kid kevin i can't even pronounce his last name but or kyle not kevin kyle i can't pronounce his last name the 17 year old kid basically in kenosha wisconsin he was seen i so i saw multiple videos the first video was he was he's a 17 year old kid carrying a gun that's the size of his torso it's literally from his shoulder to his knee and it's this giant gun i don't know what kind of gun it was but it's a giant gun and he's excuse me part of this militia group and let's not even call it a militia group let's just call it what it is a white supremacist gang let's call it that he's part of this white supremacist gang and um there was protests in wisconsin um for um jacob blake and he was there air quotes protecting property that isn't even his he was from another he was from another state he crossed state borders to come to wisconsin to do what he did so he was apparently as they put protecting property there was no property broken in this protest prior to there was no property broken you know what i mean so there's really no justification so basically this kid is walking around with this gun the first video you see is a is from like a really far angle and you hear shots and there was he shot a guy in the head and the story with that is apparently this guy was walking around with a coke bottle and a bag and they were saying that it was a bomb or something or something harmful and so kyle shot him in the head and then after he shot him in the head protesters were trying to disarm him he shot another person and killed them point blank and then this other person had a pistol on him and was pointing it at Kyle because he had just killed two people and then Kyle shot him in the arm and blew half of his arm off like it didn't blow he didn't blow his whole arm off but in the place where your forearm and your upper arm meet 
there was like this big chunk missing and it was it was very disturbing to see but so then this kid was allowed to escape he was allowed to escape and he went home he was he was arrested i think the next day or something but he murdered two people and severely injured a third and people are justifying this <laughs> people are and i'm laughing because it's it, it's crazy people are justifying this because one of the men happened to have a pistol on him i thought you guys wanted people to be armed i thought you cared about the second amendment why is it okay for kyle who is legally not allowed to have a gun he was 17 years old he crossed state borders in both of the states he was in he wasn't legal he wasn't of age to have a gun so you're okay with the 17 year old murdering two people and severely injuring a third and he has the right to have his gun but the guy who was defending the protesters from this murderer this terrorist he doesn't have the right to have a gun like doesn't that doesn't add up that's the funny thing about these people trying to justify these act of violence is the the logic is not it's not cohesive you say it's okay for people to have guns cool then when the left has guns or when people who don't agree with your your standpoints have guns oh it's a problem then it's okay to murder them for no reason you know what i mean it doesn't add up and watching that video pissed me off it pissed me off it pissed me off because i'm so tired of i'm so tired of seeing these videos and, I, and there's nothing i can do about it there's nothing i can do about it and i and i genuinely believe that there's nothing i can do about it because okay we can vote in november get trump out what is that going to change his supporters are brainwashed and they're still going to listen to every word he says even if it's wrong even if it's wrong it just doesn't make any sense at this point another thing that's been really bothering me lately um in this in this whole time is i uh, i feel like it's gonna be a little controversial not that this whole thing hasn't been controversial um but i have seen little to no talk in the church about this now let me explain my church i go to the rock in san diego i go to city heights um ew, i kind of want to take that out um but i go to city heights and our senior pastor miles mcpherson is a black man and he wrote i think i actually think he's biracial but and yeah i'm very sure he's biracial anyways um he wrote a book called the third option which i do recommend you read um i'm gonna give my honest opinion i do think it's a little simplistic um i think that his solutions to racism in america are super simplistic but i do think that he has points so basically it's called the third option and i don't want to grab it it's literally right over there but i don't want to grab it um it's basically talking about the racial divide in america and how we can fix it and it talks about honoring the image of god within every everybody because we all were made in the image of god and it's a really good read i definitely recommend you reading it um i have a copy i'm pretty sure i have a hardcover but you can buy them on amazon they're super dope um the book is actually really good it's really well i'm sorry well written um so yeah and it talks about miles experience as a biracial person i think he grew up in new york so his experience of that and then he um he goes on to talk about how we can hopefully help the situation that or the state of our country which sounds awesome but my biggest thing is 
I do think that what he says is right and his approach is right but I also think that it's simplistic because there are people who aren't Christians who are racist there are people who don't believe in the image of God and are racist you know what I mean I believe that fixing the racism in America has to do with unteaching it has to do with uh eradicating the whitewashed literate um literature and rhetoric that we are taught in schools you know what I mean we're taught about slavery from a white perspective we're taught about the civil rights movement from a white perspective we're taught about we're taught we're taught about the massacre of indigenous people when settlers first came here from a white perspective so I believe that we need to eradicate the whitewashing in our school systems and unteach this this the i don't even know how to explain it but to unteach the racism that is ingrained ingrained in us from the beginning of going to school but that's just mine that's just what i think but uh, who am i you know what i mean <laughs> but um yeah so that's my my church is very diverse and i have a black youth pastor i have black leaders i um, have white leaders you know what i mean my church is very diverse and mm, i was about to say something but i don't want to be mean or anything so <laughs> um <laughs> my church is super diverse right which is great we love that that's it's a it's a really good representation of san diego because san diego is very diverse so i love that but i don't think that the conversation is what it needs to be you know what i mean i and that's just in the church community and, and all not just at my church i think that my church oh i think the conversations that are and obviously i'm not in all the conversations so i can't speak for every single ministry or every single campus but the conversation I see being started is really inclusive and it's great but in the church community it's not it's just not there and there's so much ingrained racism in the church and again the church community not just my church but there's ingrained racism and churches like Bethel and Hillsong and um Ma and uh, Maverick City Music on a church, but Maverick City Music and like all these different, really well-known um, Christian artists and Christian churches and Christian communities and um, organizations have to be open about what they believe at this time. And I think it's more damaging to be quiet, even if you aren't in support of Black Lives Matter. I want to hear it even if you believe in all lives matter i want to hear it even if you're a trump supporter i want to hear it i want to have these conversations and not having these conversations are worse than you being racist and i think they're worse than you being racist because you're giving you're giving this false sense of support this false sense of solidarity when you actually are not here for it and i'm not i'm i'm not saying that all these churches like hillsong and bethel are racist that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that the lack of understanding of where they stand is showing you where they stand if that makes sense so i would love to have these conversations with pat and and it's not and again it's not just those big churches it's churches like mine too and smaller churches they need to start having these conversations more often and need to be open with with the notion and the un, and the idea that there is inherent racism built into your church period you know what i mean and i think that um 
when we start having those conversations in church it's going to be so much easier to have those conversations in the workplace at school with your friend groups maybe your friends don't go to church it's going to be so much easier to have those conversations because now you've had this conversation about racism and from a biblical standpoint and from a social standpoint and now you are more you are better equipped to have those conversations outside of church and in regular day-to-day society um and yeah and even and it can be uncomfortable i'm gonna tell you i've lost friends i've (laughs) in this time i had people who i thought were cool people who i thought were with me and rocking with me i now do not talk to and if i see them in public i might stare at them crazy i'm gonna let you know i'm gonna let you know right now (laughs) i have lost so many followers before quarantine i was almost at 700 and now i'm at 608 and i'm let me i'm so good with that i if you are offended by how much i'm posting on my story about black lives matter then i do not want you as a follower i'm sorry and like i said i want to have these conversations with people who are jump supporters with people who are not supporting black lives matter i want to have these conversations but also i just i don't want you to interact with me and to be a part of my life if you're a Trump supporter or you're racist or you don't support black lives matter but you're not willing to understand why black lives matter is so important and why trump is racist if you if you're unwilling to understand these things then i don't want i like i'll have the conversation with you but i don't want you to follow me and i I, best believe i won't follow you you know what i mean and i'm not gonna put people on blast right now but I've had conversations with people who are just so ignorant and um, I was talking about this earlier a couple couple of days ago maybe a week ago on my story um, every conversation every argument every debate I have with um, people who are conservative um, Republicans because I do it a lot I do it a lot especially on TikTok I'm very vocal I'm, I'm not I don't post on TikTok but like I will comment and I will hurt your feelings <laughs> that sounds mean but it's true um but i've had so many conversations with people about racism and every conversation they assume that they know what i think and they put words in my mouth and like i was having one conversation about this so this guy posted a tiktok about so okay so this girl posted a tiktok about hair and if you're bitmoji on snapchat did i say bitmoji is that what it's called if your avatar on snapchat is white but has a black hairstyle or is white or is rainbow and has a black hairstyle then you're racist that's what she said i don't believe that but i get where she's coming from this guy he like duetted her and said basically oh well you have blonde hair and i have blonde hair and they he's black by the way so he's saying that because they're both black and they have blonde hair that they are appropriating white culture and i swiped up and er, swiped up i commented and was like sir that's incorrect blonde hair is not part of white culture there are black people there are brown people who are born with blonde hair have you ever seen an albino person like have you ever have you ever seen like a light-skinned person like a lot of light skins have like blonde hair blonde is not part of white culture but braids and locks and all these different things are part of black culture so people white people wearing them and not and not even naming them correctly or not even having them look right is offensive and he was like black women are praised for and i was like sir i was bullied for three years out of my life i had my braids pull out of my head i had my braids burned i was called fake weave for three years out of my life in middle school don't you dare tell me that black women are praised for their hair because no they're not 
No, they're not. The first, the only reason why I started wearing my hair natural in for in ninth grade. I went quote unquote natural in ninth grade, but technically I wasn't natural because I was dyeing my hair, so technically I wasn't natural. But anyways, I started I went natural quote unquote um, in ninth grade because there was a group of boys. I used to flat iron my hair every day, and then there was a group of boys who it was rained one day, so my hair activated, and this group of boys looked at me and they're like, "You're mixed, aren't you?" And I was like, "Yeah," and then they were like, "Well, your hair looks good." And ever since then, I've been wearing my hair natural. And I know that that sounds so stupid. Like, you're really going to let some men validate you? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. Three years prior to this, I was bullied and dehumanized because of something as simplistic as my hair. I can't change my curl pattern. I, I tried and I got chemical burns, okay? I can't change how I was born. I can't change these things about myself. And I was dehumanized because of it and so yeah when those boys told me because they were upperclassmen so when they told me i looked good i was like okay thanks so i started putting conditioner in my hair and i started taking care of my hair and i started watching videos about how to take care of my texture you know what i mean and so with that guy on tiktok him saying that black women are praised for their hair is wrong is wrong just because having 4c hair and having curly hair and having a curl pattern is becoming more popular does not mean that we're praised for it that should be normalized and the fact that it's not love that my brother is screaming right now um and the fact that it's not normalized in our culture and that we have to be excited about something as stupid as our hair being in a magazine is wrong and is racist you know what I mean? And it doesn't seem because race. Okay, racism is not just. Oh, I hate black people. I hate Hispanic people. I hate. That's not just. That's not the only form of racism. That is like the most severe form of racism. Like if you want to kill somebody because of their color, like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> but racism comes in the form of ignorance. Racism comes in the form of pushing stereotypes. Racism comes in. It, racism comes in the form of telling jokes and bullying people because it's something that they can't about themselves like their nose or their hair or their skin color like you would never make fun of somebody for a disability right so why is it okay to make some make fun of somebody for their skin color and i'm not trying to compare disabilities and skin color that's not what i'm doing but it's the same thing you would never make fun of somebody for something that they can't change like a disability you know what i mean so it's never right to make fun of somebody or come for somebody because of their skin color you know and that's for the that's for everybody not just people of color that's for white people too and i know that there are jokes about white people like white girls ain't got no booty white people can't cook da 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 yes the i <laughs> i'm not gonna sit up here and act like i haven't laughed or, or made those same jokes but there's a place and a time i feel like and if you are a white person who has people making fun of you like that then stand up for yourself then say something because that's wrong too you know what i mean and i also think that pocs have to understand that that that's wrong you know what i mean we shouldn't make fun of black white people because they can't season their food we shouldn't do that and i'm laughing because like it's a, it's a joke but like it can be harmful and we need to understand that we need to our society needs to come to a consensus a consensus i'm trying to use big words but i can't say them um <laughs> needs to come to an understanding of what's harmful and what's not harmful when is it harmful and when isn't it harmful you know what i mean who is it harmful to who isn't it harmful to you know what i mean so i think that's a really big deal but um just to wrap this up i wanted to hopefully you guys get what i'm talking about and 
I'm in no way, shape, or form trying to come for anybody or trying to like put anybody on blast. You know, that's not what this is not what this is supposed to be about. But I think that this is a conversation that we need to continue to have. If you are a white person, reach out to your black friends, reach out to somebody on social media that you know has been vocal about Black Lives Matter. If you are so complicit in your ignorance, then that is the problem. If you are so oh, I think what I think and I'm new, you're not going to change my mind, you're part of the problem. If you're not willing to have a conversation and you're not willing to understand the other side, you are part of the problem. If you are tired of people posting Black Lives Matter, if you are annoyed, you're part of the problem. Just wanted to say that as well. But I wanted to shout out some people, um, some women in my life who are just incredible. I was going to do this on my Instagram story, but... um, I'm deciding to do it here and you can follow my Instagram if you want just a little shameless plug um it's j underscore j underscore duh so it's j-a-y underscore j-a-y underscore d-a and this that's going to be the Instagram for this podcast for the foreseeable future I did want to make a separate Instagram but I have more followers on my main so I was like might as well you know just use the little clout I got whatever um so yeah, I just want to shout out some amazing women of color who are super inspirational. So the first person is my friend Jade Smith, and she is a senior in high school or a junior in high school, and she's amazing. Like she's super awesome. She is super inspirational because she's really well spoken, and for how young she is, she's very bright, and I love her so much. And she's been me and her kind of became friends. We started this group chat with a bunch of kids from church and me and her kind of became friends in that group chat and it's just been really awesome to see her be so outspoken about black lives matter and she's super inspirational um then is my friend bb saldina i can't say her last name i feel so bad i've known her for like three years and i can't say her last name bb i know you're watching this i'm so sorry i cannot pronounce your last name but bb bibiana she is incredible like i cannot even describe this girl in words she's gorgeous she's smart she's a woman of god like she is the blueprint in my opinion and she's so sweet like she um i'm pretty sure she like runs this organization that um helps out children in in tj and she's just always she always has like this beautiful smile on her face and she is like super easy to come to like if you ever have a situation or a problem like she's like the one person that i would that i can wholeheartedly like talk to um but yeah she just graduated like i did she's going to sdsu for nursing she's awesome she she yeah she's just incredible um the next girl is victoria i'm not even gonna try to say her last name i'm so bad at last names i'm so sorry um but victoria victoria is awesome too she just graduated and she is an amazing photographer and she is she's so sweet and so like poised like i don't even know how to like describe her she i feel like she's like 30 but like in the best way possible (laughs) like she has she's in the body of a 18 year old but she's like 30 and she can carry herself so well and she's so mature but she's also really funny and really cool and like you can have a conversation with her without being too intimidated um but yeah i love victoria she's amazing and then the next person is nie and i don't know her last name yeah I don't know her last name but she is incredible as well every one of these women that I'm stating are just 
incredible she's a leader she's a worship leader she's super freaking talented um she's an amazing woman of god and she also has been very vocal about the black lives matter movement and she has been um just in in an ally you know and she is a woman of color too all these women are women of color and she um has used her platform to speak the word but also push a narrative of unity and i love it so much she's freaking amazing and i love her entirely um so i'm looking for the next name oh the next name is amanda amanda is one of my leaders or was one of my leaders when i was a youth at city heights and she's awesome too she is she's she (laughs) it's hard to like describe them without using the same words but like she has her stuff together and i don't know and again i don't know her personal life like i don't know but like she carries herself so well that like you look at her and you're like amanda like she has her entire life together she works out she looks good she you know what i mean like she's just one of those people who again like she is the blueprint and i want to be that when i grow up you know what i mean (laughs) she's an amazing woman of god and she is just incredible at everything like at everything i've seen her do she's incredible at and again blueprint um the next person is Jernay. Jernay went to my high school and she just graduated like i did in my class and Jernay is an amazing athlete amazing athlete incredible black woman she again has been so vocal about black lives matter and she's gone to protest and she um has been using her platform to push a narrative of unity and it's so amazing to see someone my age someone i went to school with, someone i know who is an amazing black woman who got good grades who was a really good athlete who was a positive voice at school um go outside of school and still be able to be successful and still be able to be who she is unapologetically and i'm obsessed with that and i love that and then the last person is my friend jada jada singleton she um me and her knew each other in middle school and then she ended up going to my same high school she's a year under me so she's a senior this year and i'm so proud of her like she's so freaking amazing she isn't another really amazing athlete and she just carries herself so well she's super mature and it's been and it's been really cool to like know her throughout these years we haven't been super close but to know her throughout these years and see her be successful is like amazing and i know she's going to be one of the amazing success stories to come out of hoover so yeah i just wanted to put a few of these women on women on blast because i think it's super important to lift up our brothers and sisters of color right now and to just be together you know what i mean have each other's backs it's really important to do that right now so just want to do a little shout out or whatever for my friends um but anyways um so yeah this is where i'm gonna end this one um again if you want to continue the conversation you can follow me on my instagram it's at jay underscore jay underscore duh so yeah i'm gonna continue doing this podcast thing i really like it i love just being able to talk and no one interrupting me and no one making me feel like i'm talking too much or uncomfortable so (laughs) um so yeah i will see you guys or not see you but you will hear me that sounds weird anyways um I don't even know how to finish this now. I've just made, I've just put myself in a, such an awkward situation because I'm so weird. Um, yeah, so I will be back again. See you later.
even though I won't see you, goodbye, good night, and thank you. <laughs>